0: In Aesop's fables, the hound and the hare, we find a story talking about a hound that's chasing a hare. and He keeps chasing it every word that he can, and finally he catches it. And after he catches the hare, the dog begins biting the hare, and then after a little bit, he licks the hare. And then he bites the hare, and then he licks the hare. The hare's a little bit confused, not really sure what's going on. And finally he says to the dog, if you're my enemy, why are you licking me? And if you're my friend, why are you biting me? And the the truth or the lesson is that we need to be one way or the other. We need to take a stand. We need to step up and be on one side or the other. We either are or we aren't. And that's true as a nation, as citizens of the United States of America. It's true as Christians. See, it does matter what we believe. It does matter where we stand. It does matter what we say we stand for and what we're about and what we do together and being a part of that time as we look at it. In the United States, we have no problem making pledges. We loyally and faithfully pledge our allegiance to the flag, as we've done today. We do it often, and many times we pledge our allegiance to all kinds of things. We pledge allegiance to a spouse when we get married, a husband or a wife, and commit ourselves in a pledge to them. We have no problem pledging to different committees or societies or causes whatever it may be that we happen to believe in we certainly don't have any problem making a pledge to our credit companies and the people that we owe money to we pledge to them all the time and and give ourselves away to them and think we don't have a problem making pledges but the question is how sincere see many of the pledges that we make as Americans are pledges that we make out of convenience or simply out of a necessity not necessarily that they come from our heart and I think we're finding more and more even in our own country that as Christians, we often don't find very many Christian people who are genuinely committed, who have truly made a pledge to God to be what God has called us to be no matter what. To stand for Him and for what He He wants us to believe in and be a part of. I'm going to read just a verse of Scripture out of Acts 13, verse 22, and just a few comments because of the time that we have and the things that are going on. But I I think it's important that we understand this. So I'm going to ask you to stand one more time as we look here. Well, really, just probably another time later, but for now, as we look in verse 22. After he had removed him, this is talking about God removing Saul as king. After he had removed him, he raised up David to be their king. Concerning whom he also testified and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. And I want us to hear this next phrase very carefully. Who will do all my will. Now these are God's words about David. This isn't Luke writing about Acts. This isn't somebody else's story. God has said, David is a man after my own heart. And what he clarifies that with by saying, that he will do all my will. That's a pledge that God honored in the life of David. Would you pray with me? Father, this morning, as we find ourselves celebrating the, the liberation of this nation and the, the wonder of what it is to have such a great and mighty country to live in, as we celebrate those men and women who have served in our serving. Our country through the military services, Father, we thank you for them and for the lives that they've lived and are living in our behalf as they ser- serve and are part of the things going on, sacrifices that have been made. But, Father, we stand here understanding that there is a pledge that we need to make, a pledge that we need to make to you, our God and Savior, a pledge that needs to be more than just words that we speak from time to time, but a lifestyle that which is a part of everything that we are, and it takes up and consumes us with the reality that we are a people of God, that we would be able to have you say of us, as you said of David one day long ago, this man, this woman, this young person, does all the will of God. Father, help us to understand that, I pray in Christ's name. Amen. You and I know basically what a pledge is. The Bible, the dictionary tells us that a pledge is a commitment. It's a promise. It's a guarantee. It's something that we say as we make a commitment to something or to someone that we give our loyalty to you. We, give, we are committed to this. We, we give everything that we are. This is what matters as we are a part of it, as we look at it, and as we see what's going on. And, being, and So when we make a pledge, when we make a commitment, we're taking a stand. We're saying we believe in something, that we want to be a part of something that, is, uh, that we believe and that we're willing to commit our lives to. It's not something to be taken lightly. It's not something to just go through the motions with. It's something that you and I need to take hold of. And so I have pledged my life to God, I've given myself to Him and to be a part of all that he is, and being understanding the things that are going on. According to the Bible, David was a man who had done that, and, and he's, he wasn't perfect. You and I know that. He was a man who made many, many mistakes, committed great sins in his life, and the things that were there, and yet God looked at him and, and understood that in his heart, there was a deep desire, more than anything else, was to be loyal to God, to walk with God. When David as a young man faced Goliath, he wasn't there in arrogance. He wasn't there to prove what a great man he was. He was there in allegiance to God his faithfulness to God, he stood up for God in that place. You make fun of my God, my God is the only true God and he stood in his place. When David was running from Saul for his life and all that was going on and many times God, uh, many times he had the opportunity to take Saul's life in the conflict and get it over with. Get this man off his back but out of his allegiance that he had made to God he refused to lay his hand upon a man that God had anointed as king of what was going on. When his own son came to take him over the kingdom to kill his dad and take over the kingdom of of Israel and all that was going on he didn't try to fight back he didn't try to destroy his son he simply left the city and left it in God's hands to do what God felt best what would be the right thing to do in the God that he made an allegiance to that he trusted when David found himself longing in his heart oh how much he wanted to build a temple to God he wanted to build a structure that he could honor the God that he loved so very much and God said no David you can't do that you're a man with blood on your hands It'll be someone else that builds the temple. David didn't get upset. David didn't get mad and angry about it. Didn't throw a fit about it. But because of his allegiance to God and his love for God, he simply put himself to work for the rest of his life, gathering all the materials that he could gather, getting everything ready so that whoever built the temple, which would be his son, whoever built that temple would have what he needed to do so out of his allegiance to God. He had made a commitment to God. And he wasn't going to vary regardless of what he was going when he sinned so, des- so greatly with Bathsheba and then Uriah. And he was confronted for his sin. He didn't go around pointing his finger at other people and say, well, it's their fault or it's this fault or someone else's fault or it's my society's fault or whatever the case may be. He stood in humbleness before his God that he had made an allegiance to and he seek- sought God in repentance and said, I'm sorry, I have sinned against you. See, that's what God is looking for in His people today, a people who are people of allegiance, people who are willing to pledge themselves to be committed. See, a person who is really pledged to God, then everything that we are belongs to God. My time, my money, my talents, my attitudes, my relationships, my very life. They all are God's. I, I don't mind anymore. I don't have control over them anymore. I gave them to God. He purchased me with a price, the Bible says, not a pre- gold and silver and those kind of things, but by the very precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. He gave himself for us that we might be a part of it. See, if Christians today were pledged truly to God in this great nation, we would find ourselves being able to stand up against the darkness that's overtaking us so fast in our world. Christians, would be the, Christians are the only genuine hope that we have in this nation and in this world. Not because of anything that we are, but because of who we represent. Because of who lives within us. Because of the power of the living God that dwells within each and every one of us. There is no hope for America apart from God's people standing up and being God's people. Pledged to do whatever it is. If we were the people of God that we're supposed to be, we would be the irritation that comes when you put salt on a wound and it's not very comfortable when it does, but it brings healing. Our nation needs healing if we were the people of God that we were pledged to be, and if we gave our hearts to God and being a part of it, we would be helping people find them, their way out of the darkness, out of, out of the loneliness, out of the lovelessness, out of all the struggles and brokenness that they find themselves in in their lives, and leading them to a Savior, leading them to one who could make a difference in who they are, and, and make a difference in how they live and all the things that are going on. We'd be pointing our world back to the Lord Jesus Christ, instead of just getting into the flow and being accepted and being willing to just do what everybody else does, Because it's easier See God's looking for people to make a pledge We need to be the best citizens This nation has because we're Christians And because we're Christians And we live the kind of life As we ought to as the citizens of this country We need to set the kind of tone. That measures up to the love of God That measures up to the peace that God has to provide That measures up to the power that God can give an individual That measures up to forgiveness That measures up to hope That measures up to all the things that God wants to give people And that they're longing for and that they're desperate for And instead of being a nation that's so separated By all the different things that are going on We begin again to come back together as a nation That we could one day again, maybe We can't now, but maybe, one day If God's people would pledge themselves to be God's people maybe one day we could say one nation under God in truth again. Because we're not one nation and we're certainly not under God. But we ought to be. And we can be. Because we have the power of the Almighty God within us willing to work through us to love people. See that's the difference. Loving people. Touching their lives with a Christ that changes lives, that changes perspectives, that changes all that we are. Men and women have given their lives that this country could have the right, that I could have the right to stand here and say what I just said and not be shot for it. Men and women are serving our country today. Some in very dangerous places. Some, fortunately, not in those kind of places. But they're serving, ready to do whatever they have to do. Willing to do whatever they have to do. It's time for God's people to become willing to do whatever we need to do. And ready to do whatever we need to do. To show where we stand. We can't be on one side one day and on another side the next day. We can't be loyal to this and then loyal to this. We need to know where we stand. We need to be able to say, I am proud to be an American. But we also need to be able to stand and say, I am proud and unashamed. To be a Christian, to be a child of God, to be counted as one of His. doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about it. It doesn't matter how the world thinks about it. I, un- without hesitation, stand today to say, I am a Christian. I was bought by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. I belong to Him and Him alone. I give my life to serve him. And that's what God's waiting for from each of us. We're going to stand and we're going to have a hymn of invitation. Just one verse. A chance for you to respond to anything. To stay, take a stand in your own heart. To say again today, God, I pledge myself to you. I want to be the person, the woman, the man, the young person. That you've called me to be in your name. I want to stand for you. I don't want there to be any question, any doubt of where I stand in my relationship with you. I am a Christian. We're grateful for those young people who made Christian decisions this week who are new brothers and sisters in Christ. But we need to be standing in such a way that they see an example that helps them to grow up to be the kind of people God wants them to be. As we look and as we see. So as we stand together during this invitation, if you have a public response, I'm here to help in any way that I can. But between you and the Lord, it's time to decide. Will we be, will we pledge ourselves, will we take that stand, will we be committed to be the people of God?